Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another season, actually season three of the Sheepdog Nation podcast with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. I'm really excited to have you here as always. I'm excited to announce to you that we are in season three. The podcast has had over 50 episodes released. This is a very exciting time in my career as a podcast host and for you as a listener because I'm about to change things up a little bit and this episode is going to explain to you what you can expect or the reason for the change and a little bit more about me in case you do not know my full story. So what is going to happen is the first two episodes have been really big resources for um, all law enforcement. If you are pre-law enforcement, you're looking to get into the job, or even if you're a spouse of a law enforcement officer, I've created a lot of content, hours and hours and hours for you to binge, for you to listen to, for you to make the overnights go by a lot more quickly. Season one is all about, literally, it's me just completely ranting about every subject I could think of. Um, and there's a lot of really, really good information in season one. Season two, we transitioned into doing, continuing with the more informational podcast episodes, but then I started interviewing people. And we've had some amazing interviews, police officers uh, all around the country. It was has been amazing. Um, we even had a New Zealand, a former New Zealand officer. So, um, and we have an officer, a former officer over in the UK. So I I guess I need to say it's been international, which has been really wonderful. Um, season three, what you can expect and where we are going from here. So we are going to be transitioning into focusing more on how to survive if you get injured on the job. And you're probably like, hmm, Autumn, like, okay, a little bit abrupt and it isn't. And I'm going to tell you why we're going to be transitioning into that and what you can expect. Okay. So the reason we're going to be transitioning into this is because this is exactly what happened to me. Um, I am currently a police officer. I'm, I'm a certified full-time police officer in the state of Maine. However, I got injured after seven or eight years, I think seven years on the road. And then I um, had to literally reinvent myself. I had to pick up the pieces and I had to figure my life out and which leads me to uh, here with you today. And I'm going to get into that story in, in just a few minutes. But those, there has been um, a lot of things that I've had to go through. A lot of things that I've had to experience has been a lot of really down and low points where uh, I see a lot of officers get the amount of officers who have been injured just from hearing my story have reached out to me and have been like, hey, like, you know, asking me a ton of questions and just kind of basically saying thank you for putting yourself out there. I really do appreciate that. Um, you know, being injured as well, I'm facing a lot of the things that you, you know, you touch upon. So I want to not just touch upon things, I want to dive into them deeply. Um, the reality is this, Sheepdog Nation, if you are a police officer listening to this, 
there is a good chance that you could get injured if you haven't already. Maybe you're listening to this and going, yeah, well, I already am injured, but you know, I'm not a baby and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And absolutely, I get it. I challenge you to continue to listen to this podcast and I'm going to tell you why. You, I'm going to be teaching you how to get prepared. There's a lot of things that cops are not doing and it is screwing all of you over or even me because you don't get prepared. You're not prepared. And, and this is something obviously like they don't teach us that much in the academy or at least I didn't get taught anything about it. Like be, getting prepared to get hurt. We work in one of the most dangerous you know, lines of work there, there are. And we, we do get hurt. I mean, we are fighting people. We are wrestling people. We are driving really, really fast. We are doing all of these things with an added 15 to 20 pounds on our bodies, you know, that, that we're really not meant to carry around. Right. So the injuries, the injury rate that it's, it's a real, it's a real thing. And I think that it's something that we don't want to think about as Sheepdog Nation. I get it. Oh my goodness, I get it. I did not think about it because I was 26 years old and I was like, I'm 26 years old and I was in really good shape and I'm like, I am fine. And and then I also had the mindset too where I was like, well, I'm not going to my doctor, right? You know, I got a little pain in my back, a little ache, but um, whatever. You know, my legs go numb when I put my duty belt on. But hey, you know what? I can deal with it. And I did. I dealt with it for two years. Two years. I never said anything about my legs. Okay. And it just got worse and worse and worse to the point where I actually did say something. And so the point of this podcast um, moving forward for this season is really going to get you prepared. I want you to be thinking about everything. I'm going to prepare you for, you know, right now, how you can be prepared. I'm going to prepare your mind. I'm going to prepare you to fix your finances, to be thinking about how you um, can diversify yourself and have the police department pay for it. I'm going to teach you all about workers comp from a cop who's been through it. I'm going to get you prepared from the medical aspect and what you need to be talking to your doctor about and all of that stuff. I'm going to be talking to you about the stress. The stress is awful. And it I've seen it with multiple officers. It's not just me. Um, some officers have a great mindset around this. When they go out, they go out and they, they think, you know, they're like, I'm on vacation and everything is cool. Other officers go out and they literally count down the seconds until they can go back 10, eight back on the road. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything that you could think of, um, from all of this, getting injured, pre-injury, post-injury, um, during your injury, we're going to talk about if you have to get out of the job. We're going to talk about creating that side hustle. We're going to talk about how to reinvent yourself. We're going to talk about getting an education and how to do it and all, everything that you could think of. That is what this next season is going to be about because the way that I can best serve you, I have decided, is more than just, you know, ranting, which there will be autumn rants thrown in, <laughs> thrown in the, into the mix. There will be my rants and I will rant about certain things, uh, different topics. I've had some officers reach out to me. They want to hear about, you know, my ideal police department and, and how I'd set it up and, and they want to hear about different things. And I'm going to throw those episodes in by all means, because this is for you. This, this, you know, this podcast is for you, the listeners, 
but I'm going to be teaching you a lot of how to's. So you're going to see my titles kind of switch from just titles to it's going to be the how to's. Um, because I want you to learn. I want you to gain an education. I want you to listen to this podcast and I really want you to become enlightened. I want you to just flip the switch and have the light bulb go on. And just if, if you can listen to my podcast and just take away one thing, just one thing from season three, you're going to, you're going to be a lot better off. Okay. Um, I, want to tell you a little bit about my story and why I feel so passionate about this. So like I said, I was 26 years old and I did not have a cut and dry injury. I did not go climb a fence, fall, get into a fight or getting to a crash and get injured. It'd be a little bit more cut and dry. That's not what happened with me. What happened was, so like I said, about for about two years prior to everything, my legs started to go numb. At first, it was just the tip top of my thighs, like right underneath my hips whenever I put my duty belt on. And then, um, you know, slowly over a year, it made its way down. Um, first, it was just my right leg, which is my gun hand, my gun side. So it had a lot, obviously, of weight. But then, um, then it started to get onto my other side, with my left side. And so I started to notice that both of my legs were going numb and, um, not like tingly, just literally couldn't feel anything. Like I, I didn't feel things in my thighs when I'd put my duty belt on. And like I said, it wasn't, it took a while. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, it was accumulative, accumulative. Thank you for letting me work that out. <laughs> and, uh, and so that was the first thing. And then I, I was, I never said anything to anybody. I was like, this is weird, but this has got to be normal, right? Like, I don't know, whatever, moving on. So I just remember, um, I was sitting, I was sitting in the sergeant's room, shooting the shit with a bunch of people on my shift and, uh, and my sergeant, and my, and my legs were really numb that night. And I'm like, what the hell? Cause you know, when you put your hands in your uniform pockets and like underneath, like you have your duty belt and like, it's not something that you do when you're out in public, like you don't put your hands in your pockets. But, um, I was just literally kind of hanging out in the sergeant's room and like, didn't know what to do with myself. So I put my, I'd put my hands in my pockets <laughs> and just be chilling. And and that's when I would really notice, like, cause I'd press into my thighs and I couldn't feel them. And so then I brought it up, uh, in my sergeant's office. I'm like, Hey guys, your thighs go numb when you put your duty belt on. And they, every single one of them looked at me like I was fucking nuts. Everybody. They were like, Clifford, are you kidding me? And if you didn't know this, Clifford is my maiden name. And they're like, Clifford, what are you talking about? Like, you're, you are fucking crazy. No, my legs are not numb. And I was like, oh, okay, weird. Definitely thought that that's normal, but clearly it's not. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, kind of kept that in like the back of my head, you know? And then what happened was, um, I, I, you know, I was doing my workouts, nothing from 
the you know unusual nothing crazy I wasn't doing crazy I remember doing like a, a, a weighted squat and when I was doing and just understand the weighted squat was with dumbbells and they were like the most I would do were 20 pound dumbbells so it wasn't like I was doing and lifting a ton of weight and I wasn't like you know I wasn't even doing CrossFit at the time um, I was actually doing on I was doing beach body workouts so it wasn't like wicked crazy but I just remember I, as I was squatting, my back was just really hurting me. And this was really unusual for me because I was in really great shape. I worked out all the time and this never happened. I'm like, what the heck? And it got really bad. Okay. To the point when I was working and, and I, and sometimes like, and I can't remember, I, I wasn't on midnights. I was on seconds, but I worked a ton of overtime. Um, and so obviously that didn't help my back. But so I would end up having to do is like, I'd be sitting side by side, like with another cruiser. And like, I couldn't, I could not sit. Like my back hurt me so bad to just be sitting. I'd have to get up. I'd have to stand. I'd have to, um, put my feet out my window and like lean back while I was shooting the shit with another officer. I mean, completely not tactical, obviously small town policing. It's not like what you guys in the city are doing. Like, we would go hours and not even have a call. Like that's, that's what it was. And, um, you know, it was just awful. And I would, my back would just kill me, just absolutely kill me when I would have to work dispatch. So, um, in the police department that I worked in, if there was a dispatcher that was short, if, if dispatcher short, uh, a dispatcher and there was an extra patrolman on the road, they would pull that patrolman off and we'd have to go work dispatch. And, uh, I would have to take my duty belt off and I would have to unbutton my pants. Okay. And now it wasn't cause I was fat or anything like that. I'm buttoning my pants. It was, it was literally the top button because the pressure on my back, just that little amount was excruciating. I mean, absolutely excruciating. It was awful. And it just kept it. Nothing was making it better. Nothing. I would stretch. I rolled like, you know, with one of those foam rollers. It was nothing was making it better. So I said, all right, I'm going to go to a chiropractor. You know, like there was a girl that I worked with and she was like, hey, like I know this chiropractor. I'll take good care of you. I'm like, all right, cool. Again, like I didn't want it to have anything to do with work. I had no intention of not working. I had no intention of getting done at that time. Um, you know, I literally just want my back fixed because I was not able to do a lot of things in my personal life and my professional life. You know, it was just, it was bad. So I go see the chiropractor and the first thing he's like, all right, I want to take an x-ray. And I'm like, okay, because I show, I'm describing how bad the pain is and that my legs are numb, my thighs are numb and blah, blah takes an x-ray and he's like, Hey, you've got a bulge disc. I'm like, okay. And he's like, you can't be working. Like you need to go get an MRI and you can't be working. So I'm like, okay, well I'll get the MRI, but I am going to be working. And he, you know, and he's like, is this like a worker's comp thing or is this, or is this like a personal thing? And this is mistake number one and pay the fuck attention. Okay. I, being a very good employee, actually being very faithful to my agency, an agency that was okay to me, wasn't great, uh, didn't really, I, I mean, I, an agency as a whole did not, it did not single me out as a whole. There was definitely officers there who did not like me. 
as with any agency, that's nothing new. Um, the agency was uh, pretty much self-imploding itself. Uh, so as because I was there, I definitely felt the brunt of it, but it, it wasn't it wasn't like they ganged up on me or anything like that. Um, but I definitely was, you know, one thing about me, and if you've listened to any of my episodes, if you follow me for any short like, period of any period of time, then you will know that loyalty is literally my middle name. I am very loyal almost to a fall. And in this, in this serious situation, I was absolutely loyal to a fall. And what happened was when my chiropractor was like, okay, is this like a worker's comp thing? Which we both knew. We both knew it was my duty belt. It was at work. It was everything I was doing because there had been nothing new. The workouts that I were doing, they were not new. I did not tweak my back during a workout. I just, that's when I, you know, I would notice it during the workout and then it would get worse at work. And I first noticed it at work. Okay. With my legs numbing. And that was two years prior. And I said, I do not want this to be a worker's comp claim. No, I do not want to do that. I do not want to do that. And we went back and forth for a while and then he finally, you know, was like, okay, all right, I believe you, not workers comp. I'm like, okay, good. Well, that was the first thing that was not good. Okay. That was my first mistake. And so if you go to, if you're going, you know, if you're going and you are, you know, possibly considering that this is a workers comp thing, like you need to be very fucking clear Like you ought to go consult with an attorney, like very early on, if you have any inclining that your injury, whatever you are in therapy for is workers comp, because it is a very long and drawn out process. And if you do not cross your T's and dot your I's, you will be up shit's Creek with no paddle. I promise. This is, this is the truth. Okay. And, and listen, I'm not, I'm not shitting on any agencies. Okay. I'm not, I'm not even shitting on my old agency at all. I've, I mean, they did what they needed to do. I did what I needed to do and they were not, they did not single me out, whatever. Okay. The agency itself just did what it had to do. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just, it was just a governmental agency, you know, CYA. That's it. But at the same time, you need to CYA and I need to, too. Every employee does, but I, I didn't. Because I was that good and loyal employee. So what happened from here is then I went and saw my PCP. Well, then this, then this, I went and saw my PCP. He got me an MRI. And while all this is happening, okay, because that was like a week, that was like about a week or two, the chiropractor gives me a, a doctor's note and says, okay, you're done. You, you can't work the road right now because you have a freaking bulge disc and I don't know where it is. And you know, an x-ray only shows us so much and I don't know what's going to happen. Like your legs are going numb. Like I don't want you to become crippled. Like I really have no idea what's going on. We need to, you know, we need to get into this further. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, but the thing is, is I'm not taking in that note. So, <laughs> and then I, so I leave and I'm like, okay. And then the next time I go in, he's like, okay, here, like you really need to take this note because it becomes a problem for me you know, um, liability wise, like you're under my care and you know, you're not taking in this note. I'm like, shit, damn. Okay. So I took it, ripped it up, threw it in the trash, never gave it to my sergeant. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. I go see him again, obviously, because when you see a chiropractor and you're in therapy, like you have to go see these, you have to go see these doctors multiple times. I'm like, okay. So 
about the third time I go see him, he's like, you know, did you go, did you bring your note in? And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. So he ends up calling my chief, whatever. And then I had to bring a note in. I'm like, damn, like, cause he, the chief was expecting it or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so, and then I end up having to bring this note in. Okay. Well, that was the day that would change my life forever. And I never really anticipated it. And, and I know like telling you this story that it's like, okay, Autumn, you know, that, okay, whatever, like doctors know it's not life-changing. Well, it was actually extremely life-changing and it was something that nobody could prepare me for and nobody did prepare me for. And I literally went in with my eyes wide shut. My husband, who's, he's a police officer. He, he never experienced anything like this. My family never experienced anything like this. Nobody around me ever experienced it. And so I literally did not have anybody guiding me. I had no idea. And I just did what I thought I had to do. And I just wasn't prepared. And so what ended up happening was um, I got pulled up into the chief's office and I called the union, uh, union rep. I'm like, I don't want to get up here. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, so come up with me. And the chief and the deputy chief and me and the union reps, we were like in the office and um, my chief accused me of recording him. Because, so, you know, because my phone doesn't, never fit in my uniform pocket. And I'm like, hey, chief, like, I, I just want you to know, like, it's here. I'll put it on the floor. Like, I don't care. But, um, like, I, it doesn't fit in my, it doesn't fit in my pocket. If I was smart, I would have recorded that conversation. But he's, you know, he's like, are you, are you recording me? And I'm like, so it just kind of like, then it kind of got a little bit nasty, right? Like, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm fucking injured. I didn't even want to be injured. I didn't want to come in here. I didn't want any of this. And now you're accusing me of, you know, recording you like, what the heck, right? And so right then and there, I just was like, this is going to be bad. And, um, and so anyways, I end up, they try sticking me in dispatch. But do you remember how I told you that my back was killing me so bad in dispatch, I would have to unbutton my pants? Not 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 even just take off my duty belt, but unbutton my pants. I know it sounds awful, but I would. I'd have to unbutton the top button. And I'd have to pull out my shirt so nobody, like untuck my shirt. And thank God I'd work overnight so nobody could see it, you know? And um so nobody knew, but that's what was going on. And so I, I called my PCP and I'm like, okay, look, like, can you evaluate me? Because like, I, this is bad. Well, anyways, the MRI came like right after that. And, uh, it turns out that my injury was a herniated, torn and a degenerative disc. Now, what I want to say is this, and I'm going to be very upfront with you. People get herniated discs all the time. That's not the big problem. The problem was the tear, and the problem was how my herniation is, and it, the degenerative disc too. Okay, so what all of that means is it was very, very compressed in my lowest back, my lowest vertebrae in my back, right where my duty belt sat. Okay, anything that touched my lower back for two years, it couldn't come anywhere near it. Like nothing, nobody could touch it. It was awful. It was excruciating. And what had happened, okay, is that my doctor, who is my PCP, not the not the um, workers' comp doctor, which I'll tell you that in a minute, that story, but my PCP, which thankfully I found a good one, um, and he was good to me, and he knew me, and we established a relationship 
way years prior to this situation and he trusted me okay because doctors have got to build that no like and trust with you because you you have got to understand and you're a cop how many times do people go into doctor's offices faking bullshit because they want meds or they want a doctor's note and they want all these things my doctor and i established a relationship early on because there was many times where he would prescribe me different medications and i would be like absolutely not i'm not taking any of that <laughs> <laughs> and I will just figure it out like you know because I wasn't in there for a free ride or a free ticket or whatever anyways he uh ends up pulling me out of work putting me on short-term disability and just saying listen autumn like you're done like you need to figure this out because you could go back to work full-time I'm not gonna tell you you can't he's like but I don't know what's gonna happen I have no clue I don't know you know, I don't know what that herniation is going to do. And, and, you know, getting and you know, surgery was completely out of the question because I would not have back surgery, especially at such a young age. My doctor agreed with me. Um, and so I went through, um, I went through therapy and it, and it has definitely helped me because I can, I mean, I'm back on the road. Well, not back on the road, but I'm back policing part time. I do like a community policing aspect. I'll explain that to you later. But anyways, so um, I'm definitely, I would say 80%, but I think 80% is all I'm ever going to be because my back hurts me. There's a lot of things that I can't do to this day. Um, and that and that in itself is an entirely different topic, different um a different uh, episode, but it's a big mind fuck for sure. And anyways, and so that's what ended up happening to me. So literally I didn't, it wasn't because I brought in a doctor's note. I refused to bring in a doctor's note <laughs> and, um, and my life changed. Okay. My life changed. And it was obviously a slow progression. Obviously it did not just happen overnight. There's a lot of you that are going to go through something and overnight something is going to happen. You're going to get into a fight and you're going to screw up your shoulder, screw up your arm. You may get shot and not killed, thank God, but shit happens. You know, you may break a bone. You may, who knows? Like, I don't know. There are so many things that could happen to you. Um, and so you go out, you know, we, I don't know for sure. I don't know of any cases, but maybe you also get diagnosed with PTSD and that takes you out on short-term disability for a while. You know, uh, a mental injury is still an injury, you know? And so, you know, we, that's my story. That's obviously very, and it seemed like a long story. It's not, there's so much more I could tell you about it. Um, and here's a, a piece of this I want to tell you. Okay. So, my agency obviously sent me to a workers' comp doctor, okay? Two of them. One made me cry in the fucking room. I won't even lie because um, because what you have to understand, like, I'm not a crier. You can ask anybody who knows me. It's, I, I you know, I'm not a crier. Um, you know, I have admitted that, you know, I have been so frustrated on the job that I would, you know, I have cried in my cruiser on midnights, 2 a.m. when no one's around. Yep. And if you go back and listen to one of any of my uh, episodes, absolutely straight up frustrated, mad as hell. Um, and I'll explain that to you uh, at another point. But she, I'm scared. I'm scared because I literally do not know what's going on. I know that obviously work wants me back to work, but I also know what my doctor and I have had for conversation and I know how like my back feels. And I know that I am in no capacity to go 
and work full time right now. I'm just not, and I need to heal, and I just wanted to be better, and I did not want to have surgery, okay? So they sent me to the workers' comp doctor, and this is another thing, okay, family? I did not, I didn't, nobody told me about this. Nobody prepared me. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. I essentially got told that I was faking. Of course, they didn't have the MRI at that point, okay? I got told that I was faking. I, the fucking doctor, she pulled me aside, asked me if I was doing this on purpose, if I just wanted to get out, if I just wanted to not be a cop anymore, if this was my way out. Like, and, and the reason why I cried is because I was so frustrated because you, you, I couldn't like get up and walk out. I couldn't yell at her. I couldn't say what I wanted to say to her. And I'm like in this position where I'm like, I, I don't want to be here, man. Like, I, I, I don't want to be here. Get me out of here. I don't even want to be here. I don't want this to be workers comp. But we're to the point now that it, it really is. It really is a workers comp issue now. And so we need to deal with it. And, you know, she'd be like, that's hard. It's so hard. It's hard. It's like, even to this moment, like it's excruciating, it's excruciating, but they have a job to do, right? Because they want to weed out the people who are faking and who are not. She told me to go do fucking hot yoga. Well, guess what? I get my MRI from my PCP and he's like, if you were to go do hot yoga, you could seriously hurt yourself even more. Like that was the worst advice anybody could ever give. And that's workers comp for you. And so basically what I'm trying to say is like, do you don't you see how through my story like it you one you guys could probably totally relate if not prepare yourself because there will be a situation where you will go through some shit because if you are a cop who's doing anything or even if you're not even if you're just getting in and out of your cruiser and handling your calls I mean your back could hurt you and you just don't know you just you never know when you could end up end up injured and so that's a really big problem, right? And so you need to be prepared and you need someone who's looking out for you, who's been there, who's done that, okay? That's me. And that's why we're going to be moving into this in season three, all right? My my hope for you, my hope for doing this is that, um, you know, cops are going to be prepared, I want you to be more prepared and more protected than ever. I want you to start protecting yourself now. I want you to um, not do the things that I did. I don't want your eyes wide shut, okay? I don't want you to be afraid of getting injured, but I also want you to be prepared. I want you to listen to somebody who's just like you, who's walked in your shoes or pretty damn similar and tell you about my experiences all the way around the block so that I can better help you and I can serve you better than going on a rant. Listen, everybody can rant and I'm still going to rant and I'm going to talk to you about the PD and I'm going to bitch and then this and that. And I've done all of that. I've done that for 50 episodes and it's been great. It's like, you know, if you listen to any of my episodes, it's like you and I are sitting in our, you know, car to car together. I get that. And I love that. But I want to give you more value that can change your life, that will change your life. And I want to do something that I am literally an expert in because I've done it. I am living it. I've gone through it. This is something that has changed my life forever. Absolutely forever and ever and ever. The shit that I've had to go through, the stress, the mindset, the haters you know, the ups and the downs and the shit that it's done with my personal life, my professional life, what it did to my body. I mean, just everything. It is a lot to talk about. And it is something that a lot of you are either dealing with or could be dealing with. And so I want to prepare you. So 
Without further ado, I'd like to welcome you to season three. I'd like for you to get prepared. Um, I would love to hear your feedback. You can come right on Instagram. Uh, you can DM me at the Lady Sheepdog, or you can post under my post, uh, comment under my post. I'm not saying a lot of you. I'm not saying that all of you are going to be on board with us, and I appreciate that. Okay, I totally appreciate that. But I will tell you that the majority of you better get on board with us because you need to prepare yourself, and I'm going to help you. And you need to stop walking around with your eyes wide shut like I did, acting like you're fucking invincible. And like, none of this is going to happen to you This absolutely could happen to you and absolutely will at some point or another, you will get some sort of injury might not be as it might not be career ending, but you still need to prepare yourself just in case. Okay. And if you're a spouse listening to this, bravo, I'm actually really proud of you because this is the stuff that you need to know to, to help and support your spouse and turn your spouse onto, um, who is the sheepdog. All right. So Sheepdog Nation, if you haven't already reviewed, uh, not review, rated my podcast on iTunes, totally appreciate going and giving an honest review. Um, because the more you guys review it, the, like, the more popular we get in iTunes. Hello. So that would be awesome. Um, if you guys are not in the Sheepdog family group, I have no idea why not. It's a Leo only group. It is paid. It is $35 a month currently, but we almost have 20. We are just uh, a couple of members. I think we're two members shy of having 20 uh, officers in there. Once there are 20, the, uh, the cost will go up. It's, it's, you get me, you know, all the time. You've got a brother and a sisterhood. You have somebody to talk to all the time. We have real talk. It's exclusive. You can't get jammed up. It's completely off all social media. You can be completely anonymous. It is, it's where it's at. We talk about all things cops, everything, and we solve problems. It's not a big bitch fest. You're not going to see a bunch of perverted memes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just we're supportive and it's, it's the only, it's the only thing like it's kind. Um, that I've ever found. So the the link for below the link to join the family will be below in the show notes. Please don't forget to go, um, rate and review and come and hit me up on Instagram and tell me what's up. Tell me your opinion. Love to hear it. And that was another episode of ship duck nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by autumn in the podcast, Submitted by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.